0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another epic episode of My Orgasmic Life. Mm, I'm your hostess with the mostess, Gaia Morissette. <laughs> and I believe the keys to a happy, healthy, wealthy, epic, magical, and orgasmic life is embracing the human experience, sexual wellness, and letting go of fear, shame, guilt, and self-loathing. I'm a holistic sexual wellness specialist, a BDSM wellness guide, a high priestess of divine sexual magic and elemental magics. I make the world a safer, happier, and hornier place for us all. <laughs> and I do this through speaking training and coaching. Hello. And we are going to talk about, I was, this was inspired. I actually wasn't going to do a live A podcast today because I've done a couple this week so um, but I was inspired this morning to talk up to you about adulting and how we as adults are not utilizing the 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 power of being an adult so before I get into the juicy story of of what I want to talk about today I just wanted to say this morning was amazing (laughs) So I took my dog for a walk and it was a lovely time and it started to drizzle and, you know, and then I went and worked out and I was quite grumpy and actually quite, I'll be honest, I was kind of bitchy this morning. I could, did not want to get out of bed. I didn't sleep well. I was all like grumpy, 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 grumpy. And so I worked out and I was, you know, I played some <laughs> morning and hello, Pat. Um, so what was I saying? Oh, okay. So I was all miserable and grumpy and irritable and I worked out and I was still miserable. And then it started to like, and every morning, cause I have this beautiful mulberry tree outside my house. And every morning before I, while I have breath, before I have breakfast, I go and put fresh mulberries for my, my granola and my cereal in the morning. And it started pouring rain. And at first I'm like, oh man, it's raining. And then I was like, wait oh yeah it's raining so I went outside and the rain was really nice and warm and I started picking the mulberries in the pouring rain and it was cleaning all the you know bird poop off the mulberries so that was like a win-win and and you know and as I'm like it was just this glorious moment of being frolicking and playing in the rain so I finished picking my mulberries and I was like I'm going to go jump in some puddles. So I went and jumped in some puddles. La, 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 la. And then I'm like, I'm going to dance in the rain. So I got like my dance on in the rain and it's pouring rain and everybody's driving to work this morning and everybody's like, whoa, crazy girl. And one of my favorite things in the whole entire world is dancing. Now, if I can be naked, that's even better. but that's not always appropriate. Like where I live, it's not appropriate to dance out on my front lawn naked. However, when I'm at the nudist resort. As soon as it rains, I run out there butt naked and I dance in the rain. So my favorite, one of my favorite things in the whole entire world is dancing in the rain and playing in the rain and and jumping in the puddles. And it's really fascinating how I'm having so much fun and how people will watch me have fun. And they're, they, they're really enjoying me having fun or they're feeling or they're not enjoying me having fun. But when I invite them to come join me and to play with me, they're like, no, I can't. There's like no something something internally prevents them from playing and frolicking. And it's it's really sad. And I see this all the time. And one of the things that helps, you know, for example, me being an orgasmic goddess that I am and having my orgasmic life is that I can play and I can frolic and I can enjoy the sensory possibilities. So like the rain running down my skin and the warmth of that, those were all sensory pleasurable moments, as well as my inner child and my inner kids are like, yay, let's frolic, woohoo, and having fun with that. And because of that is why when it comes to dropping into when it's time for sex time and orgasmic pleasure time, it's really easy for me to drop in because I'm doing that on a daily basis. So let's talk about the lies that you were told as a child. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. So... I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I always wanted to do all the stuff that the big kids were doing and the adults were doing. And, and I was constantly told, no, you have to be older. No, you have to be older. I'd be like, I want to go to the, you know, to the swimming hole by myself. No, you have to be older. I want to do this. No, you have to be older. I was constantly being told as a child that you had to get older. And then you could do all of these really cool, fun, adventurous things. So fast forward, I get older. And I'm older. And I start, and I'm like, yay, now I'm older. I can have my dessert before I eat dinner. I can eat whatever I want. I can go to bed whenever I feel like it. I have, like, total freedom over my life to do whatever I want. And no one's the boss of me so i thought <laughs> and then all of a sudden all these fucking people all around me start being like no you need to stop that and be more mature stop being so silly it's time for you to be more serious grown ups are serious grown ups are serious stop that stop that and i'm going to use my like miserable grumpy grown up voice that's not okay no stop that It's not okay so I decided as the rebel that I am I know for some of you who you know are like what Gaia you go outside the, the realm of norm of societal norm what get out of here I know right anyways so I decide that it actually stressed me out actually I want to you know kind of go back in time a little bit I was so stressed out about being a grown-up, a serious, grumpy grown-up, that when I turned 18, the night before my 18th birthday, I freaked out because I was like, I was promised, growing up, I was promised once I got to be a grown-up, I get to have all this fun and I get to do anything I want and no one's the boss of me and I can have cake for breakfast if I feel like it. (laughs) And then... As I get closer to 18, all of a sudden, everybody starts saying, well, being a grown up is being miserable and grumpy and and having no fun. And the only fun you can have is, you know, uh, when you're on vacation or the only other fun that you can have is if you have kids and the only other fun that you might be able to have is if you're drunk. And so I freaked out when I'm 18 years old because I'm like, oh, now I'm an adult. Now everybody's telling me that I can't have fun. But when I was a kid, everybody told me I had to be an adult to have fun. I'm like, what the fuck? So I made the decision on my 18th birthday that I was going to go on this adventure of creating a space of being a playful adult, that all being an adult really truly was, was that you knew when to be responsible and when not to be responsible when to you know take care of like the grown-up stuff like your rent and your bills and and making sure that you don't eat food that make you sick and going to bed because you're tired and you know these kinds of things and so (laughs) i know being an older grown-up is super fun i know so I decided at that point that I was gonna go on this adventure and I was gonna become a playful adult. And no matter what, I didn't give a shit about what anybody else thought. So this started my adventuring into adulthood. And I, and I do, I take every possibility, every opportunity to play and to frolic and to slide down a slide, to jump in a puddle, to color if I feel like it, to dance because I feel like it, to dance like no one's watching, to create songs and laugh, laugh like no one, you know, laugh, you know, as you've ever spent any time with me, you you hear how I laugh all the time, right? Like that deep, you know, joyful laugh from my belly. Um, And I don't give a shit. Now, that's really brave of me. And I know some of you are like, what the fuck? (laughs) You know, like you may see me and think, wow, your, your life must be all play. Well, no, there's moments like, for example, you know, me showing up and doing a podcast and, and all the grown up adulting things that have to happen to make it out into the world and, you know, paying all my bills and saving money and, you know, having the life that I want to have actually takes being responsible. But that doesn't mean being responsible in a miserable sort of way. I can be responsible and still enjoy the process. I can get my taxes done while wearing a pair of vibrating panties if I want to and have a good time doing it. And so I am on this epic journey of pleasure seeking and joy and laughter and finding the joy and laughter in every possibility. All right. So that's, but you know, I've been on this quest. Now, That quest is not always well received by others. So I want to talk about that because, you know, I can't just say, oh, just go play and go next time you see a puddle, go jump in it. Like there's a bunch of cognitive brain stuff that's going to prevent you from doing that. Even maybe even me saying that to you right now might be like, no, (laughs) there's no way I could do that because What's happened for most people, and in our particular, our, our culture, and you know, the North American culture anyways, I can only speak into, um, is that if you are happy and joyful and finding pleasure, then you're not misery, you're not miserable, and you're not suffering. And of course, you're listening. Well, why would I want to be miserable and suffering? Well, because society tells you that being miserable and suffering is the way to go. (laughs) We support each other in misery and suffering. When somebody is, you know, had an awful day, they vent and they bitch and they complain about it. And everybody around them is like, oh, yeah, I totally get that. And they vent and they bitch. And so what happens is that there's a a group bonding that happens through that misery and suffering. That's one piece of it. The other is as long as you're staying miserable and suffering, you don't feel you can't truly find happiness. And happiness is only for those and the belief that a lot of us have been taught is that happiness is not something that we actually achieve. It's something that we strive for and we are always wanting to be happy, wanting to be happy, but we don't actually get to be happy because getting to be happy is for like the few chosen few and you have to be worthy of that which then goes back to our core values and our core beliefs that we aren't worthy of happiness. We aren't worthy of love. We are not lovable. Like there's a core value that um, culturally we've been taught that we aren't worthy. Or there's also some religious uh, dogma that goes along with that, that's deeply rooted culturally and societally that you only get to be happy when you're dead, when you get to go to heaven or the afterlife. So you have to suffer and toil and struggle. And so that proves that you're worthy so that when you're dead, you get to go to the afterlife of awesomeness, whatever that afterlife is that you believe. And so that's a pretty fundamental you know, core value in a lot of the major religions of the world. And so all of those things put into play, plus you probably as a kid never actually saw any adults playing. Or you may have seen some adults playing, but those adults were told were irresponsible and may not have been um, you know taking care of all of the things that need to be taken care of, and you being part of that being taken care of so again it can you can frame that into your own um, into your own brain that being playful means being irresponsible being silly means that you're irresponsible. Irresponsibility is a horrible thing that means that everything is going to fall apart. I just one of the many, 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 many tapes that there's playing in, the, in people's noggins of why it's so incredibly uncomfortable for people to um, laugh and to play and to frolic. Okay. Another reason, this is one of the other really important reasons, well, I know it's really, really sad, um, is that other people are going to judge you. So a lot of our behaviors of how we move in the world is all based on this fear of what other people are going to think. What are people, how are people going to respond to you? What are they going to think of you? Um, and that is so deeply rooted in for so many of us, including me. Even even I have moments who's like, "Ah, I don't give a shit. And I live on the fringes of society. (laughs) There's every once in a while, I'll be like, what if they don't like me? (laughs) What What if they reject me? What if I get kicked out of the group? Like there's moments in which I have those moments too. And I'm really like on the edge of the fringe of all the rules. So we all have it. Some of us, it rules how we move in our lives. Others, it just shows up every once in a while. So here's what I have to say when that judgment comes up. So, all right, last week I was dancing naked, jumping in puddles at the nudist resort. Okay. I'm at the nudist resort, it's pouring down, all the nudists are like hiding in the shelters because they're afraid they're going to melt, which I think is so funny because they're naked. So like, what is the problem here? (laughs) Anyways, everybody runs undercover and I run out into the rain, right? And so it's pouring and I'm giggling and I'm laughing and the music's still on and I'm like, I'm dancing and I'm jumping in puddles and I'm kicking water and I'm, I'm having a blast. And I look around me and there's probably about, I'd say about 20 people or so watching me and smiling and laughing and enjoying the fact that I'm frolicking. And so I'm like, come join me, come join me, come join me. And they, they, even though they were all enjoying it, there's no way that they could allow themselves to lean in with me and come play with me because of their own fears of what are people going to think if I'm silly? What are people going to think? And, and the truth is, is that everybody was all like wishing. Like the, I could see it in their face. And they were wishing that they could come and enjoy this beautiful play, this beautiful moment with me. And yet, they couldn't bring themselves to do it. So there's a lot of deep wounded stuff around being able to be playful in abandonment, of not caring, of enjoying the moment, of laughing loudly, of taking up space, of, of being who you are and enjoying life kids don't give a shit kids are like running around they found a cone they put on their head they pretend that they're like you know they do a little dance um you know my (laughs) one of my little nephews he like you know is on the soccer field and he's supposed to be playing soccer and he's doing interpretive dance this is what is like going to be his soccer interpretive dance moves are and he doesn't care he's having a good time And then he sees a daisy over here and he goes and picks a daisy and then he goes and gives it to some girl because it's pretty and she thinks she's pretty. And like kids don't care about these things. They just truly live life to the fullest. And we become adults when we actually have, now we have the freedom of no one telling us what we can and cannot do, unlike a child, right? Or, you know, the adults were kind of in charge. And yet we do not, we're still allowing ourselves to be controlled by somebody else because we're afraid of what other people are going to react to us. And we're missing out on all these pleasure moments, all these joy moments. And so I lovingly invite you 100% with every part of my being. The next time it's raining, go stand out in the rain. If you see a puddle, jump in the puddle. If your clothes get wet, it's okay. They dry, you can go get a change of clothes, right? The next time you have a moment to just giggle and laugh and play without any purpose, without a reason, because this is the thing. Frolicking has no purpose other than the the joy of the frolic. That's the only value and the only purpose. And we don't do enough of that. Everything, every moment of our day is scheduled. And it's all about where we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to do, and how and everything has a goal. Except for when we're on vacation. (laughs) And guess what? You shouldn't have to vacate from your life. You shouldn't have to have a vacation from your life so that you can have a little bit of relaxation and enjoy life. And you only get five days or 10 days or seven days or three weeks, depending on where you live in the world and what kind of job you have. So that's all you're giving yourself permission to like relax and enjoy and be playful. That's not good for the soul. And that's not good for your body. So. I lovingly invite you to introduce more frolicking and more play. All right. If you're like, oh, guy, I don't even know where to start or how to do that. Well, come hang out with me. There's many different ways in which we can help support. I can help support you becoming more frolicky and laughing more and playing in the rain and enjoying life. All right. That's kind of my jam. That's what I do. And we can clear out some of those those blockages that are interfering in you living life completely, fully, and joyfully, and not to mention orgasmically, all right? So you can find me at succulentliving.com. And you can also follow me on all the social media platforms under Gaia Morissette. I hope you have a playful and frolicky day. If it's raining, please go play in it. <laughs> And I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. And I'll listen and you can listen to me next time. Bye-bye.